Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got Graham. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Welcome in to the Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings from Studio B. Good to be back on the home campus today. I'm Sean Kelly, and uh, we are underway here on this Wednesday. David Wesley stops by. It is a Wesley Wednesday, our last one of the preseason. Shoot, by the next time that David is on with us here on the Black and Blue Report, we'll be into the regular season by one game. Uh, but we'll be talking regular season Pelicans basketball with David next Wednesday. And here today, we'll pick his brain about the end of the preseason and some thoughts going in, general thoughts uh, going into the regular season on Tuesday night against the Orlando Magic. Pelicans travel today. That's after practice here on Airline Drive. They'll head to uh, Shreveport, and uh, tomorrow night we'll take on the Dallas Mavericks. Of course, the Pelicans and the Mavericks will renew acquaintances regular season style very soon, one week from Saturday, as a matter of fact, on November the 1st. But the uh, Pels will go into this final preseason game four in the, and to two in the exhibition slate. And uh, I would imagine that most of the regulars will not see any time or a little bit of time tomorrow night against the Dallas Mavericks. Nonetheless, we'll talk Pelicans basketball with David today. Of course, get his thoughts on the general health of the team and uh, what, uh, of course, he has in store for us next week with perhaps Joel Myers on television on Fox Sports New Orleans. Hey, do you know the PGA Tour is coming to uh, our area again? Of course, our area, including Jackson, Mississippi, but the uh, PGA Tour is coming to Jackson next month. It is the Sanderson Farms event and Steve Gent from that event will be joining us today. Daniel Salerson will visit with him and help us learn a little bit more about a PGA Tour event that I didn't know uh, was going to be right up the road from us, but sure enough, it will be. And uh, we're talking, what, maybe, I think, two weeks, two and a half weeks away. So if you want to make plans to see the uh, the good guys get after it on the golf course, uh, you'll want to stay with us throughout the show today to catch the news on that. And then, of course, here on Wednesday, it is uh, Fantasy uh, Wednesday with us and uh, Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com and Daniel Salerson always get us ready for the football weekend, which starts tomorrow night uh, with the uh, fantasy. This one's the fantasy forecast, fantasy focus. Focus, yes. Jen Hale is the fantasy forecast. That's on uh, Wednesdays as well. You'll find that today on uh, NewOrleansSaints.com. Jennifer's other show also is available today. That's the uh, social hour 
with uh, the uh, Saints as well. So a lot of stuff to look forward to. Speaking of stuff to look forward to, the Saints may have a pile of news later today uh, regarding the injury list, uh, maybe even a transaction. We'll see. But uh, today is the back-to-work day for the Saints as they now prepare for Sunday's primetime game against the Green Bay Packers. Full practice across midday here on Airline Drive. And then Sean Payton will speak with the media. So will quarterback Drew Brees. And an open locker room will get us all the news and notes that we need here on this Wednesday. And we'll pass along to you, of course, with John DeShazer later on at NewOrleansSaints.com and on your Saints mobile app. So a very busy day with the Pelicans practicing and traveling and with the Saints preparing for the Packers now and speaking to the media and also releasing their first injury list of the week. So it'll be a very newsworthy day here, I think, at 5800 Airline Drive. Uh, congratulations to the San Francisco Giants. Hello. <laughs> on the road last night, 7-1. to one. They take game one of the World Series. Uh, we've done a little bit of baseball coverage over the last two weeks. Maybe we'll slide some more in later this week with regard to the Giants and the Royals. My, my question to you would be, are you, are you intrigued by the World Series? Does the Giants-Royals World Series move the meter for you at all? Um, give us some feedback. Why not? Uh, let's do that on Twitter today. Go ahead and hit us up at Black Blue Report. That's the Twitter handle for the show. And we've also been wondering, too, if we're hitting the mark for you on this podcast. So if you have any suggestions or perhaps guests you'd like to hear from or maybe a different uh, day of the week for some of our favorite guests, uh, let us know. We'll take your feedback. We're going to open that up over the next couple of days and see what you all have to say. Again, that's at Black Blue Report. All right, so Jake Seeley from rotoexperts.com. That's our fantasy focus here in just a moment. That'll be followed by David Wesley today and then some PGA Tour talk as well right here on the Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Let's get the ball rolling for a thrilling time at the Sanderson Farms Championship PGA Golf Tournament, November 3rd through 9th at the Country Club of Jackson. For lots of first-class golf and fan-pleasing fun, join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship. It'll be quite a ride, unless you're chicken. For ticket information, visit www.sandersonfarmschampionship.com. The New Orleans Pelicans are taking flight, and you don't want to miss any of the action. The Pelicans' five-game flex plan presented by Domino's is the opportunity to pick the games right for you. Ticket plans are the only way to guarantee seats to the biggest games, including the matchup against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Plus, each plan comes with a free Domino's pizza. Five-game packages start as low as $45. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to score your five-game plan today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Well, it's our Wednesday tradition. It's time to talk some fantasy football with our fantasy focus presented by Xbox One. And as always, we welcome in Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. Jake, hope your Wednesday is going well, my friend. It's going good. I can't believe we're at the halfway point already. I know, scary stuff. And another exciting game tomorrow, Chargers, Broncos. But first, let's get to the Saints-Packers on primetime Sunday night. Packers now are the worst in the league, allowing 148 rushing yards per game. So, Jake, is this the time to play some Saints running backs this weekend? I think it is. You know, looking last week with Mark Ingram coming back, would have had more questions going into this week if not for the unfortunate circumstances with Pierre Thomas. So, with him out for, look, it sounds like a short time, but it's going to be at least this week. It helps clear things up a little bit. Uh, I think that Ingram was the clear choice to use anyway because even though the yards per carry – 
wasn't terrific last week. It was going against the Lions, and it was the fact that he still got the most carries coming off an injury. So now that he's back and looks like he's close to 100%, he's easily in the conversation of being an RB2 flex play, depending on how deep your league is, and that kind of goes for any given week. But after that, without Pierre Thomas, Kerry Robinson showed enough when, uh, when Ingram was out that he'll have plenty of value still again this week. But the one that you really like is Traveris Cadet because – when he's been on the field, the Saints are passing 90% or more when he's on the field. So you look at his value with Thomas out, he's immediately pretty much a replacement for him in the fact that in a PPR league, he's going to near RB2 value, and he's a guaranteed RB3. In standard leagues, a little bit lower, probably an RB4, somebody to fill in for your bye week, or if you suffer some injuries, you know, lost somebody from the Bills. But all three of them can have value this week, mostly because, like I said, the unfortunate thing is it's Thomas clearing the way, but – Going against the Packers definitely helps their situation, each one of them. You just mentioned the Bills, uh, C.J. Spiller and Fred Jackson both out. So who are you going to replace them with, talking about Bills running backs? Uh, Between the two, I'm going for Bryce Brown, although Anthony Dixon should not be dismissed. I could see this very much being a situation like we saw. It's almost like we're getting two replacements for the two running backs because Bryce Brown, more explosive, plenty of talent in his own right. It was kind of confusing to a lot of fans of Bills that they trade for him and they don't even really use him this year. And that was partly for the fact that Dixon played on special teams, but at the same time you talk about his talent and you expect him to get more opportunity. This is his chance, but at the same time, Anthony Dixon's the better between the tackle runner. Uh, and it could be, like I said, it could be he's Fred Jackson, Bryce Brown, C.J. Spiller. So you're looking for the bigger play, the bigger upside with Bryce Brown, and that's why I would grab him first. But if I miss out on him, it's kind of one of those cost analysis type situations. If you're spending a lot of your free agent auction budget on Bryce Brown, maybe save a few bucks and take Anthony Dixon because he's going to be the more consistent option. So I would look to grab both of them if you can just to kind of hedge your bets. But if I'm looking for the most upside, I'm going to take Brown. A couple more running backs to talk about. Denard Robinson and Trey Mason both had good weeks for the Jaguars and the Rams. Are those one-week wonders or are those guys you should probably think about picking up for the future weeks? No, I like both of them. I actually like Trey Mason a lot. Uh, I talked about in the preseason. I thought that he was going to take over that backfield at some point. I really wasn't expecting him to come against the Seahawks run defense. Mm-hmm. That was a bit of a surprise to me. But I, I love his talent. He's a good all-around running back, except for he needs some work in the passing game. But he he lets the holes open up for him, which is smart for a rookie running back to do. And I think he's got plenty of talent. The only worry I have for him is because they want to use Benny Cunningham more in the passing game then Mason is if they start to get behind after this week there's some tough matchups if they start to get behind you might see more Cunningham and less Mason because it's going to be more passing so long term I like him the most but there are Robinsons right there too the only reason I have more questions about him is not because of the opportunity because he's going to have plenty of it until Toby Gerhardt comes back but once Gerhardt comes back he'll probably be used more in the short yardage goal line situations and the Jags' offensive line, they still have trouble blocking, whether it's passing or running this year. It's actually been a big reason why the running game hasn't got going so far. So if Robinson's having a little bit of trouble getting through that offensive line in a tough matchup, his numbers might not be as spectacular as we just saw. So both of them need to be picked up because both of them are at least flex running backs. Uh, but I like Mason a little bit more. We're talking with Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com as part of our Fantasy Focus, presented by Xbox One. Jake, surprise move this week is Percy Harvin being traded um, to the Jets from the Seahawks. So who is the go-to wide receiver in Seattle right now? Uh, Definitely Doug Baldwin. I liked him a lot as a value 
early in the season. I kind of got overlooked, wasn't seen a lot so far through this year. But as we saw last week with no Percy Harvin, he becomes the number one option. I think he's going to be the most consistent option there. There's value for Jermaine Curse in deeper leagues. Got some big playability, some talent there. Paul Richardson's a deeper sleeper for really deep leagues if you want to stash. But he's young. He's got some time to develop, too, uh, as a rookie. So Doug Baldwin, he's always been there. We saw last year what he could do uh, between him and Tate. And when Tate missed some time, uh, I really like him. I think in PPR leagues, he's a great value. Could have wide receiver two value the rest of the year in PPR leagues. But at least uh, wide receiver three going forward. But if you're looking for that bigger home run, kind of similar to the situation we talked about with the Bills running backs, if you're really looking to hit big at this point and you're just looking somebody to stash and go for that high ceiling, Curse would be the one. But you just need that consistent help. It's definitely Doug Baldwin. There's no question there. He's probably the top on my list for receivers to pick up for this week. All right, before I let you go, two or three waiver pickups uh, for this weekend. Uh, Besides the guys we already talked about, I, go back to the Saints. If you, Cadet is sitting out there in your league, which is probably not because a lot of Saints fans probably have him on, he absolutely needs to be on rosters. But probably outside of him, going back to quarterback, I'm looking in a great play this week if you're looking for the matchups, if you're streaming quarterbacks, Colin Kaepernick's on a bye. Ryan Tannehill over the last three games, two touchdowns each game, of over 40 yards average rushing, and that's where the value is really coming in. Good matchup for him. I, I really like Tannehill this week. And then at wide receiver after Doug Baldwin, you got to go get Allen Robinson at this point. He's the most targeted, most used receiver on that team, even ahead of Cecil Shorts. He's showing better chemistry with Bortles, even though Shorts has seen a ton of targets. He's connecting better with Bortles than Shorts is. So Allen Robinson definitely needs to be picked up at the new wide receiver help. That's good stuff, as always, from Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com as part of our Fantasy Focus presented by Xbox One. Jake, as always, appreciate it and enjoy the games this weekend. You too, thanks. Coming up, more on this Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. At the Auctioner Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana with more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region. Even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Guess what day it is? Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. The Pelicans travel today up to Shreveport, Bossier City, where they'll play their final preseason game tomorrow night against the Dallas Mavericks, a team that they'll play right off the bat in the regular season, the second home game, as a matter of fact, on November the 1st. But tomorrow will be the seventh and final preseason game. And here on this Wednesday, a Wesley Wednesday, we welcome in the television analyst for Fox Sports New Orleans, David Wesley. Uh, David, what was Yay, the, I'm yes, back. I know, I know. Uh, what was the last time you were in Shreveport, Bossier City? 
Uh, I went uh, this summer. Yep. Every year I do my camp in Longview, Texas. I'm basically 60, 65 miles from Shreveport. And um, at the end of camp, we go down and, you know, have some fun, throw some money on the table, and usually leave it right there. Yeah, well, I will try <laughs> not to make that same mistake uh, tonight when I get into uh, Shreveport. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, this uh, head team heads into the final preseason game. David, are you ready for this? Healthy. I did the injury list the other night before the game against the Wizards, and uh, for the first time in like three years, I did not have a single Pelicans injury to report prior to tip-off. That kind of struck me as well. Strange, but made me very happy at the same time. It's, it's, it's huge. Uh, I talk to fans, as you do, walking around the city, uh, out doing whatever, and everybody wants to know how are they going to be this year. And the first thing you say is they're going to be relevant at the end of the season. They're going to be fighting for a playoff spot, which is more than they can say for the two years I've been here. And they're healthy. And the big key is can this team with the talent and the mixture of guys, which I'm excited to watch, can they stay healthy? And so far, so good. The other night, because of the health, we got the first look at Tyreek Evans in that starting lineup with Eric uh, Gordon and Drew Holiday out on the perimeter. Um, and I think that that's gonna, those are going to be inter- interchangeable parts. But let's just say, let's say Tyreek Evans is your starting three next Tuesday night against Orlando. In your eyes, what are the advantages and challenges of using Tyreek in that role? Well, the advantages are, are that he really knows how to play. And while he can put up big numbers, 20, 25, 30, he likes to pass. He enjoys passing, and he passes well. Another really good ball handler who can facilitate, who can get in the paint, cause all kind of problems for defenses, and especially if you have a bigger three trying to guard him, he has the advantage. And I'm sure they're going to be using that a lot. He can play in the pick and roll. Um, and like I said, he likes to get his other teammates involved. The disadvantage is if, if he's playing a bigger three, do you double team if it's post up? Do you, um, you know, do you shift your defense to try to help him out in the size? But I like it. I, I like it a lot. I, I like what he brings to the table, um, along with the other guys on the perimeter. It, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I, I'm so excited. I can't. I can't wait till Tuesday. No, I know. That's the feeling I get around the team too. And obviously with three straight preseason wins, you also can't help but get excited. But along the lines of that dynamic, David, here in the preseason, these three straight wins are against playoff teams from a year ago. But in all three games, uh, none of those opponents have played their big guns. So what do we take away from the six games played so far? What can we tell fans about what we've learned here in October about this Pelicans group? Well, if you talk to any coaches – They'll say preseason, uh, preseason wins and losses don't really matter. It's how they play. The two games I've seen here at home, they played well. They shared the ball, and you know, again, turnovers were a little bit higher in some of those games, but they played well. They they've done some good things. Anthony Davis looks like he's playing, you know, men against boys at times. He he. he Shooting at an efficient rate, his 15 to 19 foot jump shot is is there. He's getting good rhythm, and for this team, these games are really to to gel and get ready to play uh, because they didn't play last year. So what I take away from this is 
without their big guns, they're not out there getting beat. That's what would be scary is if they didn't have their big guns and they're out there fighting tooth and nail for, for every point and they're playing significant minutes. Well, they're not playing significant minutes. They're playing lower minutes and they're getting their, their numbers and they're playing well. I, I think I, I'm excited. I think, I think you put them against anybody and they're going to be there every single night as long as they play hard and they stay healthy. All right, so with that being said, I've heard so many people say the Pelicans have got to get off to a great start. They've got to have a great start to the season, which begins, by the way, Tuesday. Um, have you looked at the schedule and come up with what a good start would be? I mean, have you sat there and said, okay, they could, get, they could go out of the gate 11-2 and two, or they could go 8-3 and three, or something along those lines. Have you, have you taken the time to – to I, or you know maybe not the time but the want if you had the want to sit down and say what's a projected good start for this team right now? Um, I, I I haven't but I will and uh, you know when I think of a good start I I am thinking around that eight win month uh, to start the season nine win month to start the season I think it's doable I think all teams want to get off to a good start um, this team confidence wise may need it more than, let's say, maybe a San Antonio. Um, and, and I think it is possible. Uh, again, they're going into the season. It's good that Tyreek is, is now going to be playing his fourth game back from his, his hamstring, and that's given him time to get some rhythm. Everybody else has played pretty much all the preseason games where they've had an opportunity to get rhythm. I think it's important for through holiday to get out there and get his rhythm. He looks real good. His jump shot's looking pretty good. So, um, you know, I think eight, nine wins in the month of combination October, November, I think is a good start for them. And uh, certainly will put them in a good position to, to go into a December and on into the, the season uh, feeling good about themselves and, and really ready to, to, to get in the playoffs this year. Nine of the first 15 games are on the road. How do you think that factors in? You know, it, it it it's psychological. You know, certainly if you're having a lot of flights and, and a lot of back-to-backs, that makes it tougher to win those games on the road. But once you're in the building, it's basketball. And, and you can use the fans to fuel you just like you do at home. Uh, they're booing you, great, I love it. You do something to shut them up, great, I love it. They rally around each other and, and – I believe they'll be a good road team. I, I really do. Uh, I, I, uh, over the last two years, just watching them, the road doesn't seem to be necessarily a huge factor in whether they win or lose. It's it's them coming to play every night and uh, and just, and defending just a little bit better. David Wesley here with us on the Black and Blue Report. We're on the verge of the start of the regular season. The preseason wraps up tomorrow night. By the time we get to another Wesley Wednesday. Uh, the Pelicans will either be one and zero or zero and one at the start of the regular season. Um, so with 1-0. all, yes, one and zero. Yeah. All right. To be one and that's perfect lead in. To be one and zero next week and to have the start that we're talking about to the regular season. David, was there a stat last year that still sticks with you that wasn't good that can turn around this year and really point to success? Can you think of one other than scoring more than the other guy? Because I know that's coming out of your mouth at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I think the one stat for me is healthy bodies. It's hard to pick stats out of 
last year's season, it was it, it was it was going downhill by you know probably middle of December. I mean, they already had a couple of guys out. They had already had guys miss a ton of games, and from that, they were just guys just in and out of the lineup, in and out of the starting lineup. You, you talked about you know, getting ready for the last preseason game, you had no injury report. That that was the story all of last year. This year, to be one and oh. They're gonna go into the, the season full complement of guys. They're they're they got enough games, too many games, to get ready for this season. And there's no reason. There's no reason at home, home opener, not to be one and oh. All right. I don't know what to do with that because I'd like to leave it just like that. But I do want to ask you two more things, if that's all right. <laughs> um, the first thing is this. With regard to the roster and how it's going to shape up here for opening night, um, I think that probably if you looked at the, the starters and your, and your first rotations and all that, everything seems to be kind of set at this point. But based on who you've talked to, what you've seen, what you've read, uh, is there somebody in camp right now that makes this team that maybe we didn't expect? Or is there a cut coming that maybe we're not fully recognizing here. I know that the margin is small here because of the available space on the roster, but is there anything in camp here that's that's led you to believe one of those two things could happen? Well, I, you know, I, I think I think it's more of a, a numbers guy, and I, I don't really want to single any one person out because I don't know necessarily what, Monty and the coaching staff or Dale thinks is a bigger need, and I think that's what it's going to come down to, what's a bigger need. If you need a, another big, if you need another guard, which I can't imagine, but or you know, you may want to strengthen up the three spot just in case. Um, you know, it's, it's going to come down to a need, but at the end of the day, you only get 15 guys. Now, I could see them sending somebody to the D-League, keeping them around, uh, having them ready to come back when they need them, but uh, yeah, I see, I see maybe a possible cut coming. Okay, all right, that's fair enough. I think that yeah, it's a little murky when it comes to that stuff, and I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I did. <laughs> let me put, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Hey, let me put you on the spot about one other thing. Uh, obviously, having uh, played, coached, and now as a broadcaster, all this talk here in the preseason about the length of games or the amount of games. You know, we just had the other night this experimental game where they cut the game short by four minutes by taking a, a minute off of each quarter. Um, Tony Parker came out the other day and said, hey, I got a better idea. How about we do four preseason games, spread out the length of the regular season. You know, you can still play the 82. Just just maybe take two of the preseason weeks and start the regular season early. I mean, what's the solution here? Is is there really a problem? Or And if there is, you know, what do we do about this? Well, you know, I... It's it's long. Eighty-two games is long. It's not going to. Ch- I, I don't. I don't think they'll ever change that. I don't think they'll change from twelve minutes to ten minutes. It is what it is. I mean, these guys are making a ton of money. We guys made a ton of money. I I I, I will go on. I'm the guy. I, I made a ton of money. But it's basketball. It's fun. I, I I don't see any reason why we have to change it now. Games being too long, well, they got the new replay system. Hopefully that will speed things up. They're trying to make the game better. I don't mind making it four preseason games. I think eight is a ton. Uh, start the 
season two weeks earlier, that just makes the season longer. I mean, that just you're in the grind a lot longer. I uh, or not a lot longer, but you're in the grind a little bit longer. I, I think 82 games the way it's set up. I think it's I think it's fine. You play a couple of back to backs. Your biggest week is four games in 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 five nights. So, and you probably have two of those a year, maybe. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it, regardless of how you stretch it out, if you're still playing 82 games, you still got to fly to those places. You still got to get up. You still got to grind. You're still going to practice when you're not playing. It's going to be the same grind. It's going to feel the same. Just because you start two weeks earlier, I don't think it'll make a difference. You're starting to sound like the old get-off-my-lawn guy uh, a little bit. I am, though. Yeah. I am. I made somebody got up, get off my lawn. They pulled up in my yard, wheels on the on the grass, get off my lawn. I, I, I am that guy. Is is the conversation just is – is, are there really more impactful injuries now that everybody's moaning and groaning about this? Or has this always been the case and now this is just the latest wave of talk about it? I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out – why why there's this alarm or, or want for change when, David, the league's been playing 82 games now for, I mean, what, a couple decades now? I mean, this isn't, this isn't anything new. Well, my, my take on it, and it's, it's probably going to be scoffed at by any coaches or trainers or, or whatever, but PD, player development, guys are playing more basketball during the year. Now, I, I came up in a time which wasn't the – I'm not saying it was better, uh, but guys took time off, and some guys took too much time off. I mean, we, we had guys come in fat, not overweight, fat, come into camp, use that month to get and, – and it wasn't just one guy. We had – across the league, there were guys who came in fat. I don't agree with that either, but there's got to be a good mix of letting your body rest and recuperate and not be playing basketball all summer. It, it's going to wear you down. They're going to be shorter careers. And I think it has a lot to do with the injury. These guys never stop working. It's, it's phenomenal. Guys come in early. Guys are here. They get the workout. And they get good workouts, but they're intense. And I think in the long run, that leads to some of the injuries that they have. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Um, maybe we should just get back to just wearing double sweats during training camp and, and all that good stuff. There you go. <laughs> the cutoff. <laughs> you, you and Rashid. I love it. Yes, I love it. Yes. All right, David, I'll try not to leave any money on the table today at Shreveport and um, have a good report for you tomorrow. I would imagine, uh, David, wouldn't you, that we won't see a whole lot of the regulars, both for the uh, Mavericks and the Pelicans tomorrow night, being the final preseason game, right? I would think not. You know, trying to get their guys – keep their guys healthy going into game one i I would i would expect uh if they play at all some short minutes and uh and and really get to see some of uh the more you know a lot of different combinations get some guys who haven't played some guys that are on the bubble may get a lot more playing time tonight coming to to decision time so uh yeah i wouldn't see the big guns out there too long all right i'll let you get back to your uh, face complexion and your haircut and all that for opening night on TV next week. Got to get ready, baby. It's coming soon. I know. I know. David Wesley will be on next Tuesday night for the home opener against the Orlando Magic alongside Joel Myers and Jennifer Hale. Fox Sports New Orleans returns next Tuesday for coverage of Pelicans basketball, the most games they'll ever broadcast on TV. 
starts against the Magic on Tuesday. All right, David, enjoy your final weekend of freedom. Make sure you knock down the honey list uh, to a manageable uh, uh, order, and we'll see you next week. All right, see you, Tom. David Wesley with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Pelicans at the uh, Shreveport Bossier City Metroplex tomorrow night to take on the Dallas Mavericks. That ball game tips off at 7 o'clock. Stay up to date on the latest breaking New Orleans Saints news by downloading the team's official app presented by Verizon. Check out the 2014 schedule, league standings, and statistics. Plus, have access to watch live press conferences with Coach John Payton and players while reliving your favorite Saints moments. The Saints app makes the perfect game day companion with a detailed map of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome highlighting the facility's amenities. The free New Orleans Saints app presented by Verizon is available to download on iTunes and Google Play. Let's get the ball rolling for a thrilling time at the Sanderson Farms Championship PGA Golf Tournament, November 3rd through 9th at the Country Club of Jackson. For lots of first-class golf and fan-pleasing fun, join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship. It'll be quite a ride, unless you're chicken. For ticket information, visit www.sandersonfarmschampionship.com. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. Well, normally we talk about the Saints and Pelicans in football, and if you've been listening to the show, you've been hearing a spot run about the Sanderson Farms Championship, so we thought we'd hear a little bit more information about the tournament, and to help us with that is the tournament director of the Sanderson Farms Championship, Steve Gent, joins us right now. Steve, good to have you on. Thank you. It's uh, good to be with you guys. So for those who don't know too much about the golf tournament, what can you tell us about the event? Absolutely. Well, we are Mississippi's only major league professional sports event, and we are a PGA Tour tournament. Uh, moving here to the fall season, that's one of the tour's season opening events. Uh, will be the week of November 3rd through the 9th as uh, part of the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup points race. Um, the tournament's been in the summer the last few years, but now with our move to the fall, we're looking forward to cooler weather and um, you know, the, the, being opposite the British Open the last few years. Uh, means that there's been a lot of guys that haven't been able to play our event, so we're really excited for the for the field to be a lot stronger than it's been in the past. And the other thing we're really excited about is the relationship with the folks with Sanderson Farms. Joe Sanderson and his staff have come in for a uh, three-year title sponsor agreement, so we've got a lot of stability and a lot of excitement through 2016. Do you guys make that decision whether you host the tournament in the fall or the summer, or does the PGA make that ruling? You know, it's really kind of a joint decision, but uh, it was beneficial for all parties. Uh, the weather in Mississippi, as you know, as it is down in Louisiana in July, is uh, not not great for holding a golf tournament outdoors and for spectators, volunteers, and players alike. So the move to the fall actually benefits us from a lot of ways. Cooler weather, um, again, uh, one of the season opening events means that now we are part of the, the fall uh, events that actually are the start of the following years, um, or the, the new season's FedEx Cup events. And um, we're just excited about what that does from a field standpoint. Not only does it impact the economy, but it also impacts local charities, and it seems like you all are working with some good ones. Yeah, absolutely. What a lot of people don't realize is that each PJ Tour event is actually a 501c3 nonprofit charitable organization. Our organization, that's our host event, is Century Club Charities. And our primary charity is Friends of Children's Hospital, benefiting BATS and Hospital for Children. So 
we're excited about what the changes in the tournament can mean in terms of the impact that we can have um, as far as our charitable donation to friends is involved. Good stuff. And uh, you mentioned the tournament is November 3rd through the 9th. The PGA Tour, actually, the tournament starts on Thursday the 6th. But what other events are going on during the week? So we've got a couple different events going on I think everybody would be, really enjoy. On, on um, Saturday night, J- country music star Jack Ingram will be performing and the concert is free to everybody with a, uh, a ticket into the tournament, so there's no extra charge for the concert. We'll start that about 4 p.m. in the afternoon or immediately following play, and uh, we're excited to have Jack and, and his band there. Uh, Sunday morning, we'll have a non-denominational church service at 8 a.m., actually on the grounds, right inside the main entrance, and the, uh, the featured choir for that uh, service is a group here out of uh, Jackson, uh, Benjamin Cone and Worship. So we're also going to do kind of a show your school spirit day on Saturday. We'll have the championship trophy there, the FedEx Cup trophy, a couple other surprises. The uh, Bank Plus Fan Pavilion is a new addition to the tournament this year. It's a upgraded daily ticket where uh, we're going to feature a different celebrity chef each day, and it's located right on the 12th green overlooking the 13th hole. So we've got a lot of new things this year that we're really excited for with the fans, and of course we'll We'll be serving a lot of chicken that week. Hmm. Sounds good to me. Um, you mentioned the the field for this year. You know, it's a little different now. That it's a fall tournament. What are some of the players that we can look out for during this tournament? Sure. I mean, we, we've made a couple announcements here, but Padraig Harrington, uh, three-time major winner, and just recently was an assistant captain in the uh, European side on the Ryder Cup. Padraig's in the field. David Duval, former number one player in the world. Uh, Cameron Beckman won this tournament in 2001 and has been here for the last 13 years. Lucas Glover, who won the U.S. Open in 2009. Uh, uh, Woody Austin, obviously, is going to come back and defend. And you've got other guys like Jonathan Randolph, who played his golf up at Ole Miss, and Carlos Sainz Jr., who, who played here at Mississippi State just a few years ago. So we feel really good. It's a strong field. And, again, the new fall date is allowing a lot of guys that have not played this event in the past to come and, uh, and be in our field. And for those who haven't gotten their tickets yet, where can they go to get more information and to buy tickets for the tournament? Well, the, all the information about the tournament can be found at our website, which is www.sandersonfarmschampionship.com. Also, the Edwin Watts store here in the Jackson Regional area is a ticket outlet as well. And fans can just show up at the day of the tournament and purchase their ticket at our main will call office, which is right at our general spectator parking at North Park Mall. Sounds good. Sounds like a lot of good events leading up to the tournament and during the tournament, and the weather should be perfect this time of year. And that's Steve Gent, Tournament Director for the Sanderson Farms Championship. Steve, thank you so much for the time. Ah, Thank you very much. Sean will be back to wrap up this Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Game on with NFL Ticket Exchange, the only official ticket exchange of the NFL, where 100% of tickets are verified by Ticketmaster. Buy and sell the NFL-approved way. Visit NFLTicketExchange.com. Together, we make football. Fans cheer on your Pelicans as they play their final preseason game against the Dallas Mavericks at the CenturyLink Center in Bossier City on Thursday, October 23rd. Prices start at just $9 from www.ticketmaster.com. While in town, enjoy the opening weekend of the State Fair of Louisiana, our numerous casinos, including the world-famous Horseshoe Casino, and hotel. Check out hotel packages for the game and other things to do at Shreveport-Bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. 
Don't miss Blue Man Group. The theatrical sensation is coming to you, and your chance to see it is right now. Blue Man Group. Experience the phenomenon. Coming to Beau Rivage, October 31st to November 2nd. Get tickets at BeauRivage.com. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Tomorrow's Black and Blue Report will originate from Shreveport, Louisiana, and also from Studio B in Metairie, Louisiana. Big show tomorrow as uh, on Thursday we visit with the voices. Jim Henderson, voice of the Saints, scheduled to appear. The voice of the Green Bay Packers, Wayne Larravee, also scheduled to appear. And we'll give you a complete roundup of what goes on at Pelican Shootaround tomorrow morning in Shreveport as they prepare for the Dallas Mavericks in a 7 p.m. tip-off tomorrow night. So we'll hope that you'll join us tomorrow on the program. Thanks again to Steve Jen today, Jake Seely too, and David Wesley and Daniel Salerson, all for making the Wednesday show happen. And we thank you, of course, for listening and following the Saints and the Pelicans. That'll do it for us here from Studio B. Don't forget, later on today at NewOrleansSaints.com, you'll have not only live streaming but archived streams of head coach Sean Payton speaking to the media. Same goes for quarterback Drew Brees and uh, plenty more from the Saints locker room as well. The injury list is scheduled to come your way after 3 Central today. Sometimes that's delayed a little bit on Wednesdays, but certainly I'm hoping by 4 Central we'll have not only the Saints injury list, but the Packers list as well. We're planning a big pregame show on Sunday from the Mercedes-Benz Superdome on NewOrleansSaints.com. I'll have more details on that as we continue this week. Otherwise, we'll see you for the big Thursday show tomorrow. Same uh, time, thereabouts. Same avenues as well. NewOrleansSaints.com, Pelicans.com, the two-team mobile apps, or on iTunes. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Safe travel to all those going to Shreveport or Bossier City for the ballgame tomorrow night. And I'll talk to you from there the next time we get together right here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.